For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What is up, Thunder fans? This is Matt Tierney at Prime Nerlands. And today we have our final regular season game recap of the the year. We're going to talk about the win in Milwaukee. We're going to talk about playoff scenarios. We're going to talk about everything you need to know about the playoffs coming up. And that Russell Westbrook just tied Magic Johnson for triple doubles in his career. We're going to get into all of that on this episode of Topic Thunder in five, four, three, two. How is it going, everybody? What a game. It wasn't actually that exciting, at least compared to Houston, but it was a win, and boy did we need it, because one, that's our fifth straight win, always good to hear, always good to hear that we've we've had consecutive wins in large quantities, but it also means that we do not have to play Golden State, because we have locked up the sixth seed, that's right, we are the sixth seed, uh, no matter what. We cannot follow the seven or eight because San Antonio and LA Clippers are now 1.5 games ahead of us or behind us, I should say. And uh, it doesn't matter what the results of those games are. San Antonio probably won, but I don't care anymore because we're the sixth seed. Now all that matters is the two late games. And we'll get into that in a moment. We'll talk about all the breakdowns, all the scenarios. But first, we need to talk about the present. We need to stay in the present. We need to talk about this game. And we need to hook up the TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. All right, guys, full disclosure, my computer only has a mouse. I do not have a trackpad, and I'm going to be looking at some stats and just some play-by-play things on my computer. So if you hear clicking in the background, that's a mouse. You're just going to have to get used to it. That's I don't have technology that is uh, up-to-date as of yet, so bear with me on those clicking sounds. Uh, but I'm just, I need to get you guys the stats. That's what I'm doing here. So so just chill out, all right? Just, just relax. So... Uh, this game had quite a bit of um, three-pointers, in case you missed it. Um, even if you did miss it, you could probably just look at the stat sheet and see just how many three-pointers happened. Um, 
Dennis Schroeder had eight by himself. <laughs> so that just kind of tells you what was going on tonight. Uh, Jeremy Granite was four for eight. Terrence Ferguson was three for nine. Markeith Morris was two for four. And Raymond Felton was four for eight. Like, my goodness. Turning back the clock there. He had 12 points, all of them from three. And we're going to get into our Raymond Felton rewards in just a hot sec. But we need to talk about the other players, too. Specifically, Dennis Schroeder, because he was subbing in for... uh, Not Jeremy Grant. He was on the floor. Were you subbing in for Paul George? That's right. Paul George has a shoulder that doesn't work very well. And that's partly because he injured it last night in Houston. So we sat out today. And it turned out to be okay because we still won. But... uh, I'd rather him sit out knowing that we win and having him a little bit better for the playoffs. Uh, but speaking of shoulders that don't work very well, uh, Steven Adams took quite a tumble today. Uh, he was dragged down by Tim Frazier. Uh, unclear on the, whether the foul was uh, flagrant or not, because they didn't even go and review it, which I thought was interesting. But uh, he got pulled down by the arm in the air and landed directly on his shoulder with however much weight he has probably quite a bit, probably more than me. And you can imagine that probably did not feel very good. Uh, We're fortunate that he came back in uh, probably midway through the third quarter. Markeith Morris started the second half, but it did not look good. He was kind of opening and closing his hand, trying to get, get possibly feeling in his arm again I don't know what exactly happened, but it was clear his shoulder was not 100%. So that was very scary, given the fact that it was the 82nd game of the season, and you need that guy in the playoffs. Um, so fortunately, he's on the floor, so he'll probably be on the floor again uh, for the first playoff game, but it's something to keep an eye out for. So now we have two starters with bad shoulders. Not ideal. But you know what? Injuries happen to everyone. We'll take it in stride. Uh, so something else of note, I already mentioned that Paul George was out. How in the world did Russell Westbrook score less points than he recorded assists? He had 17 assists and 15 points. That is absurd. And I, I can explain it by the fact that we had immaculate three-point shooting. By the way, as a team, we shot 23 of 54. 23 of 54 from three-point line. It's 43% if you do your math. So uh, that kind of explains the 17 assists. But still, I mean, Paul George is out. Russell Westbrook's the guy, right? You would think. But it turns out Dennis Schroeder was the guy and Jeremy Grant. 32 and 28 points respectively, counting for 60, almost half of the points we had tonight. So... My goodness, a career high from Dennis Schroeder is exactly what you need when your all-star starter is out of the game. But yeah, Russell Westbrook, 15 points, 17 assists, 11 rebounds. Ho-hum, another triple-double. And uh, I mentioned it in the intro, but he has now tied Magic Johnson with 138 triple-doubles in his career. Uh, So I'm assuming that that is the worst news Magic has had all week. Uh, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but if anyone else can think of anything that might have been worse 
related to Magic Johnson, just let us know at, at OKC Topic Thunder. But I'm pretty sure that's uh, the worst one. So, anyway. Um, there was not much to be concerned about as far as offense, which was kind of related to the fact that Milwaukee decided to go with a zone almost the entire game, which I would thought was very questionable. I mean, I can, I can get it if you're in a zone at the beginning of the game, but if they start making shots, you kind of need to switch it up. I mean, you've got a coach that's, that's coach of the year at that point. Maybe switch it up a little bit if they're making threes left and right. I don't know. I don't really care because it's not my team, but just feels like a, you should do that, right? But at the end of the day, I guess they don't care. So they're just like, we need to work on our zone defense. So we're just going to do it no matter what. I don't care that you've made 23 threes in a game and 14 at the half. We're just going to keep doing it no matter what. So suck it. And that's exactly what they did. And OKC was like, all right, sounds good. We'll keep shooting shots and making them. Maybe they are thinking that OKC would eventually cool off, but that definitely did not happen. So, and a fantastic game all around. Uh, let's take a look at the shot charts real quick, shall we? So, yeah, as I said, first half, um, where did they go? Ah. So 47% at in the first half, 24-51 for OKC. Milwaukee was 43%. Uh, so kind of neck and neck there. Second half, we're looking at 51% from the floor. Woo! My goodness. And 43% from Milwaukee. So the threes just kept coming. Just looking right here, we made... So we made nine in that half. Like, whew. Uh, it's just... There's nothing to complain about. I don't know what to say. It just was. It was just perfect all the way around. Um, we've gone quite a bit of time into this podcast without mentioning the fact that Milwaukee didn't have Giannis and Tantacumbo, Eric Bledsoe, Brooke Lopez. Um, I've been told these are important players in their team, but we're going to ignore that for now, uh, because we got to win. So who cares? You know, it's not like, uh, they were resting everybody because they're already in the, you know, first seed and. It doesn't matter if they win or lose this game because they still have home court all throughout the Eastern Conference playoffs, but still cool that we got to win anyway. So final score, 127 to 116 in favor of Oklahoma City. They led pretty much the entire way after the first quarter. They didn't let it up one single bit because the defense was very easy to penetrate and very easy to shoot over. Uh, so Milwaukee just didn't really seem like they cared. They were like, get this win. You've got all your starters in that can play. You clearly want this game. We do not. So here, just take it. We don't care. So we will take it and win our fifth straight. That said, we need to get into a very important topic. What was Raymond Felton's McDonald's reward system. And the reason I am talking very slow is because I am trying to find it <laughs> on Twitter. 
I have a very specific McDonald's system. Um, and I would like to find it for you. Here it is. So as I mentioned already, Raymond Felton had four three pointers out of eight attempts. Ladies and gentlemen, that is four Big Macs for Raymond Felton. He has himself so many Big Macs that I don't think he can even eat all of them without getting some diabetes. Do you guys remember that cat meme? It was like five years ago where he's like, diabetes. That's what I was referring to. He also had seven assists. That's seven cookies. Those chocolate chip cookies from McDonald's. Oh my goodness. I have those far too often. I'm going to let you in on a secret, you guys. I have McDonald's way too much because it's very close to my house. And I always pick up some chocolate chip cookies from there. And Oh, my goodness. I don't know what they put in those, but they're so good. They are so good. He also got four rebounds, which is four McFlurries. How do you even eat that many McFlurries? You got to mix it up, I'm sure, too. He's got to have one with some M&Ms, one with some Oreos, one some with some Reese's Pieces and just a regular. Four McFlurries for Daddy Ray. Daddy Thick Cheeks. All with one turnover. So I'm, I'm, it saddens me, but one turnover, unfortunately, results in a salad with no dressing. If he had missed a layup, that would have just been a salad. But he had a turnover. Turnovers are bad. And unfortunately, Daddy Ray, you've got to have a salad with no dressing, but you can wash it down with four McFlurries. So I'm not too too uh, bummed out about it. So congratulations, Raymond Felton. You have eaten better than you have the entire season. Four Big Macs? Woof. My word. So yeah, that's the Raymond Felton section of this here uh, recap. So let's break this down, shall we? We are officially in playoff mode. We have finished the regular season. And we have precisely four scenarios that can happen now that we have won this game here. The first, and this was a question... uh, that was brought into us by a fellow known as, where is his name? At Peak Brody. He brought in a question. Quick analysis if we match up with Denver. And we'll do that right here. So there are two possible scenarios out of the four. So the most likely statistically to happen. So first possible scenario, if Denver loses and Portland wins tonight, we actually get the Denver matchup because there's a three-way tie. And if I did my tiebreakers correctly, the three-way tie would go Houston, Denver, Portland. So Portland would actually be in the exact same place that they were even if they win or lose. So kind of interesting. So if Denver loses tonight and Portland wins, which both of those games are about to tip off so i i don't know the results yet but you will probably know the results whenever you're listening to this unless you listen to it very early which in case you're doing that thank you for listening to this podcast as it drops i we really appreciate it and you're gonna have the same emotions that i'm having right now so we can be one together emotionally but for everybody else you don't get to experience that because you waited a little too long to listen to this podcast and that's just not right 
you need to listen to it earlier. So that's why you need to subscribe and download all of our podcasts on iTunes. Just saying. Anyways, going back to the scenario. So if Denver loses and Portland wins, we get the Denver matchup. And to be honest, none of these matchups that I'm going to talk about really scare me that much. And the reason Denver specifically doesn't scare me is the reasons we've already talked about in the weekly, but I'm going to reiterate now that it's, you know, playoff mode. Denver's very inexperienced. I know we've lost the series to them, right? Where we have not played well. We got swept by Denver. But might I remind you last year when we played Utah, Utah was swept by us and we lost in six games. So that shows you how little regular season games matter going into the playoffs. And assuming that Paul George is better than whatever version we got in the playoffs last year, which was not very good, which I also, by the way, anticipate will be the better because of just the way he's been playing this whole season without having to deal with Melo. It's going to be a better situation. And the fact that Denver has precisely like half of a player that's been in the playoffs, Isaiah Thomas is like half of a player. Not That's not a size joke necessarily, but it kind of was on accident. But I just mean he's not really like part of the lineup as much. So they kind of have half a player who has playoff experience. Um, they, that's not a lot compared to what OKC has. Literally everybody on this team minus the rookies. Uh, let me think. And Nerlens, I guess, technically doesn't have any playoff experience that I can recall. So, I mean, other than that, everyone on our team has playoff experience in some capacity. So that's going to go a long ways. And I think that's going to help with our matchup if we play Denver, which is, as I said, statistically the most likely scenario. So... That's my thoughts on Denver. The other scenario, by the way, is if both Denver and Portland loses tonight. Um, because that would mean if Denver loses, uh, they would slide uh, behind Houston because Houston holds the tiebreaker with Denver. So that's the other possible scenario. So basically, Denver loses, we get the Denver matchup. That's basically what it comes down to. It doesn't matter if Portland wins or loses. If Denver loses tonight, we play Denver. So, uh, who do they play again? Give me one sec, because I'm looking it up. They play Minnesota. Oof. Okay, that's not good. All right, well, go Minnesota. Um, please, for the love of Russ, win this game. Because I want to play Portland. Because Portland does not have their starting center, Yosef Nurkic, which unfortunately is due to a very bad injury. Um, obviously bad. I, I'm just going to preface that, but also it kind of helps us. So if we can get Portland, that would be kind of swell. Um, and the way we can do that is if Portland wins tonight and Denver wins tonight. Both have to win. Like I said, if Denver loses it all, we are guaranteed to get Denver at this point. So Portland and Denver has to win to play uh, Portland in the playoff series. So like I said, that's a that's the ideal situation. I think everyone in Thunder Nation agrees with that. 
They're a weak team. And I know I just said that regular season games don't matter, but this is a bit different, right? We did sweep Portland this year in the regular season, but they're not 100% anymore. CJ McCollum is hurt. You know, so Nurkic is definitely going to be out the rest of, of the season. So, I mean, it's a very vulnerable team and one that everybody in the Western Conference wants to play. The only problem is, by God, Damian Lillard cannot make up his mind because he has been out for this game tonight. Now he's back in, now he's back out. And it seems like Portland is kind of waiting for all the cards to be dealt before they decide what they want to do as far as win or lose this game, which I think it, it should be illegal. I don't, that's just ridiculous. Win every game you can and don't like, like they should beat Sacramento. Sacramento is not a very good team right now. They're good. They're going to be good in the future, but they should not lose to Sacramento, even though they have only a couple, you know, even though two of their starters are out, Sacramento has not been playing very well. So if they lose tonight, something that that's just dumb. You should not lose that game. And if you do, you kind of did it on purpose. So who knows if Damian Lillard is actually starting tonight. I think I lost all that he will be. But as far as the amount of minutes he's playing, could be five, could be 25, could be 35. I have no idea. And I have a feeling that they're going to try to lose so that they can play Utah because they're too scared to play Russell Westbrook and Paul George and Steven Adams. And you know what? I'm okay with that, but at the same time, I'm not okay with that. Be a man. Face your most powerful enemy. Also, how do you think the Jazz are going to feel if you tank just to face them? They're going to be a harder matchup. Think about that, Portland. That was some reverse psychology for you. Anyway, so uh, there is one other possible matchup, and that's against Houston. And the way that happens, um, according to my uh, playoff scenario that I just exited out of, but I will return to shortly, is if Denver wins and Portland loses. So that would basically leave the matchup as is. So right now, Houston is the third seed. Um, but it would require Denver to win and Portland to lose in order to get there. So that could mean a Houston matchup. And I'm not going to stay on this too long because I've already talked about it too much. And by now, you've probably listening. If you're listening to this, you probably already know what the matchup is, so it doesn't even matter. But I also am fine with Houston because we've lost. We've beaten them when we've lost or not lost, but we've been down by either 26 points or by 15 points the last two games. We're three and one on the season, two and one against mellowless Rockets. So either way, a winning record. Like we can beat these this team. Obviously, it wouldn't be great. I'd love to have a a battered, less talented Portland team. No offense, but Houston is very talented. Um. So, yeah, I mean, if we get them, honestly, there's no situation now that we've won that scares me. The only one that scared me was Golden State, and now I don't have to think about them for at least one playoff series. So um, a lot of stuff can still go down. There's the, Those are the three matchups. Um, but yeah, just phew, a lot can happen. But we're going to move on because you probably already know what it is because you're listening in the future. 
So with that said, we are going to jump into our player of the game. All the board. The Shredder Train. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Clint, one of our faithful Australian listeners, has brought upon us the beloved Clint Train. <laughs> beloved Clint Train. I'm tired. The beloved Shredder Train. In reference to Dennis Schroeder, who I am pronouncing just exactly correctly. And I'm sure Steve is listening to this and being very upset with me right now right now because I do not pronounce it correctly. But I don't care, Steve. I don't care, okay? But sh- Dennis, I'm going to call him Dennis so I don't upset Steve too much. Dennis had a great night. Eight three-pointers. That's absurd. Eight of 15, 53%. He had a better three-point percentage than a field goal percentage. He was 10 of 21 from the field. So two of of six from not three-point range. That's all right. Interesting. Um, Also four for four from free throws. Gotta love that free throw action. Um, Five rebounds, three assists, four steals. He was great defensively and 32 points. So congratulations, Dennis. You are this game's player of the game. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get I a bonus? <laughs> That'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. All right, guys. That is going to do it for this here recap. Thank you for listening to our final game recap of the regular season. We will have many more. Many, many, many more. You get my drift. And uh, tune in next time, whenever that is. The playoff schedule will be released probably uh, f- Thursday, tomorrow, I would assume. So we'll know if we play Saturday or Sunday, one of those two. Or sorry, it starts Friday. So uh, either Friday or Saturday, I think. It's either Friday or Saturday or Saturday or Sunday. I don't remember, but it's 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 on the weekend. So just just look out for that. All right. I don't remember these things. Um, We'll figure out who we play whenever we find out. I just gave you all the breakdowns, but you probably already know. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. You can find us on Twitter. At OKC Topic Thunder. We do lots of game, uh, in game live tweeting. We'll be doing that during the playoffs. We also have a giveaway coming up. Um, we are giving away a very nice uh, sweater that I have, courtesy of um, at Passive Juice. He's a graphic designer, sells clothes. I got it. It was a little too big, but it's still a mighty fine sweater. Uh, looks nice. Um, so we're going to post that. It'll be a giveaway during the playoffs. So you can win it for free if you follow us and turn on them noties, turn on the notifications. Uh, you can also find us on Dash Radio on Mondays at 4 p.m. Central. Um, nothing but net station on Dash Radio. So tune in there if you miss out on anything else and you want to listen to us live on radio. Uh, and you can also find some articles of ours 
on nowthatsthunderbasketball.com. So thank you all for listening. Um, while I'm pulling up the outro and uh, trying to stall, I'm just going to talk about nothing because I couldn't think about anything to say, but that was the outro. So once again, thank you for listening. It is time for playoff season and thunder up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.